0: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of Inland Lighthouse Church Podcast. And uh, I'll be your host today, uh, Bob Lee. And with me today, I have my technical sound engineer, Danny Toronto. Hello, everyone. And uh, we got a very special guest. Uh, previously on a podcast, we heard from uh, missionary Robert Trailer, missionary to Russia. And today, we're privileged to have his uh, wife with us today. Sister Trailer, why don't you go and say hello?
1: Well, hello, everybody. Uh, such a uh, pleasure to be here in the Rialto again. So um, uh, everyone has been very nice, hospitable, and we are enjoying our stay. We appreciate everything you do for us here.
0: Well, we uh, we appreciate everything you're doing for all of us and around the world, and we really, you know, you're doing a great job. And uh, we're excited to have you here today in the, in the studio, and we want to thank all of our listeners for, for joining in today. This is actually going to be a two-part uh, podcast where we're going to kind of focus on Russia and, and Sister Trailer. And then she's going to actually, in part two, we're going to continue with a discussion on uh, raising kids and some advice for mothers and raising kids in this generation, which is obviously very different from the generation I grew up. So we're going to go ahead and start today. And we're going to just ask you, Sister Traylor, again, we thank you for being here. And why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit about your church background, how you got in church, especially uh, apostolic church.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, first time uh, I met apostolic preacher in St Petersburg Russia he was a missionary from United States uh, they posted in a newspaper uh, advertisement about uh, Bible and English and I was interested in both so I came and uh, met the pastor we had a discussion about it and he later on informed me that uh, they're gonna have a Bible study in book of Romans and the book of Acts for a fall semester. So I enrolled um, in the Bible study and was coming faithfully every Wednesday night. So by the time the semester was over, um, God showed to me the revelation of uh, Acts 2.38 and I, it kind of like the light was turned on for me because I've I read my Bible through and through for several years. I was seeking God, but I never seen the truth until the missionary preached it to me. And uh, I was baptized in Jesus' name, 2001, December 21st. So that's that's my day. <laughs> uh, and then a year later, I got the Holocaust, 2002.
0: Okay, uh, so prior to 2001 and as missionary, did, had you had any church background, any denomination? I'm not sure what they have in Russia. I, probably not a lot of churches, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
1: my parents baptized me in Orthodox religion when I was 16 years old. and um, But it was kind of against my will. Uh, this is something at the time that all Russians were doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. everybody got baptized in Orthodox. Uh, and but I couldn't really understand completely what's going on with with that religion. I couldn't blend in. It was something just wasn't sticking with me. And two uh, oh thousand, no, nineteen seventy, no, nineteen ninety-seven. Sorry. Uh, I went to United States as an exchange student, and I was staying in the uh, family, with the family, and uh, happened to be a Baptist family. And they were extremely kind, and showed a lot of respect and kindness and love toward me. And um, I was very impressed <laughs> uh, with their character. Okay. I would say. So and at the end of my stay, uh, the mother of the family, she told me about Jesus and she gave me the Bible in Russian language. And when I got back to Russia, I had the Bible with me and I just was reading it. Oh, and as I was reading um, Old Testament, New Testament, um, God starts revealing to me about idol worship and Uh, not setting the the idols before you and images before you. So um, then God gave me a revelation that Orthodox religion was not in the will of God. And it was actually very, he was very displeased and disgusted with what they're doing. Hmm. And um, so I left Orthodox Church and I was just there reading the word of God and studying more about life of Jesus and eventually came across the missionaries.
2: Wow,
0: that's awesome! Well, thank God for missionaries. Yes, uh, that that, that tells us right there we need a need, we have a need to get missionaries all over the world to get this truth out. Absolutely,
1: and And, uh, I don't know where would it be today if not for missionary.
0: That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I think I hear uh, a touch of a, a, an Arkansas accent in your voice. <laughs> and I'm just kind of curious, uh, where did you, you pick that up at? And, and no, I'm just teasing. But uh, so your husband, obviously, uh, on our other podcast, and we know him, uh, he came from Arkansas. So why don't you tell us a little bit how, how you guys got together?
1: Yes. Um, my night on the white horse came from Arkansas, <laughs> obviously. Um, what happened is I uh, was three years in church, and pastor's family had a death in their family in America, and they had to uh, leave uh, Russia for a period of time. So they were looking for somebody re- to uh, replace them while they were gone, and it was a while until um, they found someone. Did, someone, and it happened to be uh, Brother Trailer's mom and dad, and. They were not planning coming to Russia. They were not prepared. It was very spontaneous uh, for them, and I give them honor for uh, their willingness to go through the open doors. And they came. Uh, so, Pastor he gave me hundred dollars a month, and he said, "Take care of this of this missionary family." <laughs> so I was. Uh, I was delighted to do it and uh, of course they couldn't speak the language they didn't know where the post office is in the grocery store and they completely relied on my help and uh, I was there for them for four months we got to know each other very well and um, but at some point uh, things started progressing in just a certain direction and uh, God was dealing with me about certain things uh, in, the minis- in, the, in, the, in the ministry. Um, Brother Trailer taught me a lot a- about ministry. Uh, so, um, and eventually, um, one day when I was visiting with them, their son called the house, and I answered the phone. So, uh, Brother Robert Trailer was on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it started, and. Um, we uh, communicated over, over the phone, the letters, uh, for a while, um, until we realized that uh, it very possible is God's will. So we decided to move forward with it um, and see if God opens the doors. And He started opening door after door after door very quickly. It was obviously God's will. So, um, and. Being honest with you, we needed each other at the time. So he had broken family and I was alone uh, fighting my giants. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when God put us together, uh, we brought a lot of peace into our life in terms of quite a lot of struggle. he, uh, we didn't plan on it, but uh, he had to stay in Russia longer than three months. We ended up staying a year and a half, and um, uh, being in the church and got in closer relationship with the local missionary there, of UPCI missionary. Um, I think God used that time to really plan a burden in Brother Trey. It was hard about Russian field, and um, when we got back to America. We were not going, we were not uh, planning on uh, being back in Russia. We we're building our life in Arkansas. But um, God had a different view <laughs> at things, and uh, we wanted to follow our flesh and be comfortable and raise our family. Uh, but He had a different plan. Mm. Well, that's exciting. And here were to die today <laughs> so well you
0: know, uh, so. Uh, <clears throat> now uh, there how many uh, i think your your husband told us that there, there aren't many apostolic pentecostal churches in russia are they and and actually you guys are like the first or um official one anyway maybe
1: at the moment uh, we are probably the only church because um The the first two churches that were planning in St. Petersburg was uh, LAGC and UPC Church. There were two missionaries in the field, and that's who who was my pastor and then uh, close friends to us. Um, But uh, over time, persecution came, and some of the missionaries left, and UPCI Church was closed, closed the doors on it. Uh, i know legacy minister is still there but uh he's he's not within an our within our reach um uh but we consider ourselves the only church because um, there's no other fellowship that is willing to fellowship yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. so yeah well,
0: well that's uh it's kind of i mean Russia's is a big place landmass yes. i think it's like twice the size of United States. I'm not really sure. I'm not a g- geographer, but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's a great work you guys are doing, and we're gonna talk about that later, about possibly how, how people can uh, support you. Uh, we'll get into that later. Well, so you, you said you came over to the United States as an exchange student. I assume, did you know much English before that, or had you learned it in school over there?
1: Well, when I first came to the United States, I knew English, but I couldn't speak it very okay. well. So for me, just to go by myself was a big step. <laughs> wow. So, um, and while I was living with the family, uh, they, uh, they were continually having conversations with me and knew that I needed to, um, uh, apply my knowledge into practice and start talking. So by the end of my stay, I, I broke that barrier and I started speaking English. And since then, it's just was going, going up and <laughs> okay. and growing continually. So, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. That's how it happened. <laughs> how about uh, describing maybe some cultural differences that you've had? Because obviously, you're from Russia, but you lived in several years. How many years did you live in the States, you said?
1: I've traveled in the states so even before *Mad* brother trailer. But then after we got married, we lived in America for about four years. Okay. together. Yeah.
0: So what were some? What are some of the big differences? Or are, are people people mm-hmm. the same everywhere? <laughs> or are there, what are some of the big contrasts you've you've noticed?
1: Um, when I first met American people, I was impressed with their uh, smile. Uh, the number one that got my attention to this nation, and I really fell in love with the American people because they seem to be more fun and they were smiling and they would like to have a good time. They're they're not within, close to within themselves. They're a very open uh, nation, Um, very opposite to the Russian culture. We are closed and it's the history itself, our destiny, Russia just closed us within the borders. It's more like contained within itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other foot, I, I see the other side of things, and I think Russian people are more direct, and you may notice it today during the interview. Uh, I may say something very direct, point blank, and um, that's another reason br- why Brother Trailer blended in really well in Russia because. <laughs> He he already had it in his character, um, but American people—they—they like to get things smoothly done without any edges, and and you know this is just different point of view of things, and we like to m- make it straight and to the point and. Uh, American people, it looks a little bit smoother and better, and more peaceful and joyful. You know, <laughs> 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 it, either way is fine with me. <laughs> I love both of them. <laughs> so um, I see today the tendency in in Russia um, going through the. Uh, uh, conservative style or, yeah, very conservative and classical style toward the more more modern and open direction because a lot of Russian people looking at America as an example. So new generation in Russia, they smile more, they're more open uh, to the foreigners, they're open to travel in the world. A lot of them continually go outside the borders looking different directions, uh, just experiencing uh the world um so there's a a big change happening in russia right now and um in moods of the people it's not hostile toward anybody they do realize uh through again through the internet as well that um a lot of the difference we thought we had is more political than personal mm-hmm. you know so
0: it, it, now I, I don't want to I know your husband wants to talk all day about politics I'm, I'm just teasing he actually doesn't uh, and I don't blame him um, but um, it, just curious one minor question do, do in the United States you have what are called like conservative people like I guess we would be considered conservative in our behaviors or whatever then there's liberal mm-hmm. um, like it tends to be Republican more conservative Democrat I'm just curious do they have the same type of Um, conservatives and liberals that are in in Russia or is
1: Mm -hmm. it well since the Iron Curtain fell we had influence of democracy in Russia obviously it's not the same Uh, we are not 100% democracy like it is we know in the United States of America but uh, we had effects of democracy and free market in Russia so it's a mix of things Uh, Older generation tend to hold on to the uh, more conservative principles. Younger generation, there is uh, influence of liberal, Mm -hmm. a lot of liberal state. Um, So it it could be a division between the two. But I think our president, Putin, he's handling it very well in terms of keeping the balance. Mm -hmm. He's not kind of the older generation, um, that they have the right to believe what they believe. And he's gotten he's not cutting off the younger generation because they have the right to be free and do so i I think at this point he's holding a good balance right now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yes yeah, so.
0: are are things like uh social media gaining mm-hmm. popularity in in russia oh and, yes, and absolutely it, I mean yes. I'm sure it's not the extent <laughs> of the people spend oh, well, i don't know our pastor um uh, Talked on social media recently, and I think he said something like, "What nine hours, Danny? Kids, something, something like that. Nine hours high. a day, kids yeah. are spent on technology, and yeah. I, I I doubt that it happens that much in Russia or spend that many hours, but maybe do they? Yes. Are the kids really? Yes, uh, anti-
1: it's very strong in Russia, and wow. um, I don't know if comparison to to America how would it be, but uh, there there was research we made just recently, and uh, there were. Asking people question, uh, what would you give up, Um, rather give up, let's say, your marriage or social media internet? You'd Mm. be surprised. (laughs) Seriously, there's a good percentage that said I'll stick with the the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it it, it, it takes a a stronghold. And I will talk about it a little bit later Mm -hmm. in um, area of kids and stuff.
0: Well, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, others talk about other studies. I know yeah. I think it was uh, Berkeley did a study where they took like a 1,000 students mm-hmm. and, and they all volunteered and mm-hmm. they were going to lay off uh, all technology phones and stuff for one day, just mm-hmm. 24 hours, you know, and they all committed to it. They, it everybody – they said they were negatively infected, it, uh, affected, it bothered them. Mm-hmm. Some of them it bothered them so much, they ended up having to go to like the hospital because they're going through like wood with tech withdrawals or something. Yes. It was, it mm-hmm. was unbelievable just mm-hmm. for 24 hours. It uh-huh. being, they felt it's called some kind of like disconnected uh, syndrome or something like that. The feeling of being left out. And it was just amazing how, yeah. uh, how crazy it is. and yes. Addictive um, it can be.
1: Right before I came here, um, The day before, I was in prayer and God laid the burden on my heart for young people, especially in church specifically. And uh, I'm going to be talking about it. I feel God led me into that (laughs) direction. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Well, we'll
0: talk about your kids later. I did have a question here. I was going to ask if they're bilingual, uh, but uh, we'll get on to maybe on part two. Let's skip on down here. I have a question. So, we're going to have this is going to be a fun one here. Mm-hmm. Um so your your uh, your husband before he left here I remember he put on a couple of breakfasts for the church and and, uh, and I think even um our pastor talked about uh, fellowship and breaking of bread and, and it's a great way to just get people and hey we're having a breakfast at church invite people and over and whatever and he he definitely cooked up a bunch of things my wife taught here at the school and and while you guys are staying here and and he's often cooking so I'm just curious what what kind of Russian dishes does he have is there anything uh that you'd like to tell us about any secret recipes you want to divulge or anything or, or <laughs> is he or is he is he cooking up venison and and possum and stuff like he's used to in Arkansas <laughs> What's he, what's he doing over there in
1: Russia? <laughs> um, I think he he mixed his culture with the Russian culture. There is dishes that he loves in Russia, and um, certainly he he prefers cooking them in, in Russia because uh, food is different, you know. You can get some stuff here, what you can get in Russia, and vice versa. So uh, we don't have deer meat in Russia. They should, though. It's so good. Uh, So um, deer steak is not possible. But we do cook uh, pork and on occasion some beef and chicken is more often as well. But some of his favorite dishes that he can cook is borscht, which is one of my favorites. And um, he um, he can cook some some things like uh, pilmeni or he was talking about it the other day. He he can even cook the bread. Uh, it's, yeah, and figure out the recipe of uh, b- biscuits in Russia mm-hmm. as well. The flour is different. A lot of things are different, but he's trying. You know, he's trying different things and figuring out the recipes. And um, a lot of times, when visitors come, he he can cook either American or Russian food. It's kind of both.
0: Um, do do I, I think so, I remember him saying something about a lot of the I don't want to call them new converts, but. People, you're trying to win some souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, did you use meals and things like that to try to just, hey, come on over for a yeah. meal and not really yeah. push the Bible on them so much? Or how, how did that work? Yeah. Or
1: well, at, at some point we had uh, cooking classes. Okay. Yes, and uh, he would take a recipe. He would search and find something unique, like sushi towers. You know, it's like wow. You know, what is it? What is it? Sushi yeah. tower. Um, so it would bring attention of, of everyone and he would learn the recipe and he could perform it in front of the people and let them try and it would catch their attention something different he would always uh, get recipes that are outside the Russian tradition so it will it will catch young people attention because they are curious they want to learn and uh, that's how we met a lot of people through cooking and uh, not necessary with Russian um, uh, recipes but uh, everyone in Russia interested in hamburgers <laughs> and uh, steaks and all kinds of stuff so Russian people are not scared to try they're, Okay. if they meet American they want to try something American if they meet Italian they they're ready to try something from Italy you know something unique so um, but he does like my cooking my Russian cooking as well okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. I have a little mm-hmm.
2: story. Um, when I was deployed to Kosovo, we we were kind of um, with like a multinational mm-hmm. kind of unit, and um, there we had Ukrainians with us, and it was I want to say it was like during the springtime, and we decided to have a barbecue outside our barracks, and they were they were their barracks were like right next to ours and so they came over and they're like what are you guys doing you know we're like we're barbecuing you know (laughs) (laughs) like he's like can we try some like yeah sure no no problem and man they fell in love with it they're like we don't do this stuff over there you know and it's like oh well we do it almost you know every weekend (laughs) so yeah that was just kind of Kind of a neat little thing that, yeah, people like to try.
1: Um, It opens the doors uh, when you feed people. You (laughs) break bread with them like uh, Pastor Joel Bucker was talking about. Even if it's a cracker, you know, you you break the cracker and that's what whatever you have. You just bring it to the table, even if it's just hot dog on a bun, you know. Mm-hmm. They're fine with it. <laughs> yeah. They're not picky. <laughs>
0: well, uh, you know, we've <clears throat> done some similar things with Sunday school, and you yeah. mentioned hot hot dogs yeah. in a bun. Just going out to the mm-hmm. neighborhood and just throwing a barbecue up real quick, and just say, hey, free hot dogs, and it gathers a crowd. You know, and it's simple, it's easy, and I guess now different.
1: in Russia, it's hard to do something like this because uh, parents teaching their kids not to take candy from the strangers, mm-hmm. not to let them mm-hmm. seduced by the food and uh, it's very, if they come to you house and eat, it's a, a certain level of trust that mm-hmm. they have for you. Uh, but they're very uh, careful. Yeah,
0: well going, going so, back to, you know, you, yeah. you kind of remind me another question, Brother Trailer did mention the cultural differences here in the United States. He, t- he talked a, bit, a little bit about people. I don't know if overstaying your welcome is mm-hmm. uh, is the right way to put yeah. it, but uh, you you got people that come just kind of show up at your house. Hey, what are you doing? And, uh, <laughs> but he said that's just, just they just don't do that in, in the Russian culture. You got to be invited, and then they come. They do like you said, maybe because they're more direct. They get their business done, and okay, we done, and they're out of there. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess just trying to build those relationships is something that's. Uh, um, it's interesting. it will be interesting to see, like you said, the younger generation if they tend to be a little different. And again, maybe maybe they're exposed to social media more and it's all around the world and cultures that right. they're a little different. I don't know.
1: Yes, um, certainly. Um, in Russian culture, if you take advantage of somebody's hosp- hospitality, it's. It's like you're taking chances, they won't ask you to come again. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
0: laughs>
1: so if, if you want them to ask you to come again, you'd be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's some
0: good advice right there. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. Hey, okay. So uh, what, when we had uh, your husband on uh, recently... Uh, he talked about how you guys got the, the property, um, and it was an incredible story. Um, so we're just curious uh, if you want to talk about that or maybe some other experiences that you've had that you just just are burning inside you to get out there, just some neat things. I know there's there's several probably, but maybe you can touch on a couple.
1: Yes. Um, the property that God let us obtain is actually was given for our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we built the house, and um, now we're at the facing the stage where we have to be looking for the church property and um, um, at this point uh, the property that was available next door to us is um, is no longer available and uh, we looking elsewhere some other locations that we um, possibly can obtain um, so, um, looking up to God, you know, um, we, as I told my husband this morning, you know, if God was asking my, my opinion about it, <laughs> I would rather uh, Russian people invest in the house of God and um, make it happen because the blessing that's gonna come with it is tremendous. Uh, I want my, my people blessed. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if American church feels the burden to give and Uh, help us, continue helping us like they have been, they're going to be continually blessed. And there's no doubt about that. Um, But I would like to see uh, Russian people get hungry enough to give up their substance uh, toward God and to see uh, that it's important, it is important to see the the truth and how it's going to bless their life. It's like amazing. Mm -hmm. But now what God chooses to do, it's up to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're open for whatever direction he's going to take us. So um, we'll see what happens with the property next door because uh, our neighbor who was contending for it, he got his property located on our borders. And at this point, um, he's got 10 measures of land. And just recently government put in a new law that was stating you have to have at least 12 to build a house. So he, he got what he wanted, uh, but he can't build on it. So uh, he thought he won the battle, but he actually lost. <laughs> wow. So at this point, the available land is um, connected to us and to him, and the government is not willing to give any of it to anyone because of the conflict. That took place, and uh, he's just sitting there. And they're saying they're gonna do the play park, which is fine with us. Uh, but if they don't, it's just gonna stay there like it is. Hmm. So, and we're just waiting to see what he's gonna do next. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, we thought we lost, but God never loses. That's right. <laughs> he never does. It's amazing. Oh, he's so. a great God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is truly.
0: So, so are there any, what about person, people you've met, how, I mean, uh, if, if any neat relationships you've built? You've Now, where did you, you're in St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. where, where was your family from? Are you from that actual city or somewhere else in Russia?
1: Um, I was born down south of Russia, it's on the Black Sea coastal line, so that's my uh, homeland, and... Uh, my aunt actually lived in St. Rus- in Petersburg all her life. When I turned 17, I moved to St. Petersburg um, closer to her because I got enrolled in college. So I uh, went to college in St. Petersburg uh, for five years. So um, my parents, they um, got me an apartment there and it became my home. So I consider St. Petersburg my home. Um, uh, most of my, you know, adult life I spend in Saint Petersburg, so um, I'm very comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it feels like home there.
0: And and I I assume uh, we talked a little bit about the 2019 conference that's yes. that's coming mm-hmm. up. I, do do you have a place for that yet? Where mm-hmm. it's going to be held, or are you still kind of figuring all the the details out?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we. Um, worked on conference 2018 and developed a good connection with a um, a manager of a Redison Hotel in St. Petersburg. Uh, He was an American, his name is David. Uh, He uh, was extremely helpful uh, to get the the conference set up and run smoothly. Uh, So this year, uh, next year, we're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna be in the same hotel Uh, Hopefully there will be more people, maybe bigger room. Uh, But uh, David David was extremely polite and very respectful toward our faith, toward Brother Trailer, and um, I'm just looking forward that he'll get blessed too. (laughs) You know, um, uh, most of the the details already worked out. It's already the uh, ground been broke with it foundation sent, set for the conference. Okay. Now we just have to do the final details on it. So um, shouldn't be any problem.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We're going to try to, we'll do what we can to advertise for it. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think because already I, when he when brought it up, recently, I remember our pastor had already talked about it once mm-hmm. earlier in the year and I'd, I'd forgotten okay. about it until um, we had our podcast with your husband recently.
1: 2019 conference will be the first, second, and third of May.
0: May. Okay. Yeah, yes. we'll have to uh, mm-hmm. keep keep that keep that in yes. mind. I'd like to put try put it to on come. your schedule. I'll <laughs> talk to my wife. We'd like to we like to come. So we're gonna try. We try well, it was
1: neat because uh, I was you know working on the details uh, with Brother Taylor, and because I'm the one that's speaking the language and m- making the most phone calls uh, for the for for uh, getting things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing how God was orchestrating things and even uh, we could we could feel that he was doing it in some areas and there was an interesting uh, situation I was facing with bus uh, I had to set up a bus for for the group because after every uh, s- service we would take a bu- put people on a bus and just uh, let them tour the city and go to the museum so we have a program uh, So I had to find the right bus for the right price. It took me literally three weeks. You would think it's easy to find, just call the company, here it is, you know. But every time there was something wrong with it, every time I I called certain company, there was something not right. And eventually I found one and uh, things working out, the agreement was right, the price was right, the bus was right, but the lady's attitude was (laughs) so bad. (laughs) Uh, I was like, well, it's been three weeks. I gotta make a decision where I'm going with it. And I uh, got through talking to her on the phone, and I turned the phone off. And I'm thinking, God. And all of a sudden, I felt God told me. He said, "You, you think you're gonna put my people in these kind of hands? Do you think it would be a good thing?" I said, "No, Lord. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want any kind of." bad uh, attitude experience for uh, our guests so this week uh, my husband uh, was uh, teaching English class in one of our connecting uh, points and um, the hostess of the English classes uh, she she came to us and we started talking about, about things about the conference and she's actually a tour guide to museums and stuff in English and German uh, so we invited her to give a tour to our group uh, in hermitage and and then she mentioned about the bus. She said, "What else you need? What kind of help I can do for you?" And I said, "Well, I can't get the bus, you know, going <laughs> for a group." She said, "You know what? I have connections." She said, "I have a really good guy, a friend of mine. He may give you cut you a good deal." And I said, "Sure." And um, we made a couple phone calls, and the guys were, fine. It went perfect. The price was right. The attitude was right. Everything went smooth. So uh, God's end was in it. I'm thankful. <laughs> I don't think I, can, I could do it myself. Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, I got to tell you, I, I had a work conference one year, uh, several years ago, and, and I was in charge of getting a bus for, for the QA managers, about 50, 60 people uh, to get people to, a, we were going to go out to Palm Springs, ride the tram or something, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, it was a nightmare. That's That was my one job, and, <laughs> and I didn't like it. It was tough to find people, get the right price, like you said, and make sure that they were going to be there on time and and making sure the bus was going to stay the driver and not, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's it's not easy, so I can imagine the, the, the whole conference and getting everything, the food and just all the details and everything. We just... Mm-hmm. Just pray that it all goes goes well and smoothly for you. It's mm-hmm. gonna be is exciting. it tough
2: for uh, for churches to put things on like that, like government-wise? Is it? I don't want to say crackdown, but do they like kind of say, "Well, you know, you got to do a lot of things to get it going," or was it pretty easy?
1: Well, this conference was uh, specifically mm-hmm. and uh, si- single for American people. Russian people were not invited to the conference and simply because it was taking place in the hotel and hotel um, conference rooms are not dedicated to the religious purposes so for us to have a um, conference with the russian people coming um, we'll have to have our own location registered with the government under religious purposes place of worship has to be registered so uh, next year uh, conference if god doesn't move quickly to get us a location for the church then we'll be doing it again and it's just going to be American people uh, coming uh, from different churches and uh, we had you know we had a good time in prayer and um, it was uh, a very anointed time of preaching and uh, we had faithful ministry there we had evangelists we had pastors we had prophets we had uh, intercessors. We had singers. We had we we had you know full complete uh, ministry there, <laughs> and that was amazing. And almost it seems like every other person who was there playing piano, and we had a like a piano um, marathon so to speak. <laughs> in one of the restaurants, they had a grand piano in the middle, and one would sit down and play something gospel music, and the and the next, and the next, and we had I don't know how many people that would just sit down and play, and it was a beautiful time in the Lord. It really was.
0: You know, kind of along those same lines. Then I was kind of curious um, here when we go out, whether it be for Sunday school or just general outreach, mm-hmm. we take either church cards, flyers, and things like that. To, you know, to let them know, hey, come visit us at in the mm-hmm. Lighthouse or at the corner of Cactus and Bloomington. Can you guys? even do stuff like that um, in Russia, um, religious about your church flyers. Mm -hmm. Can you guys do that kind of stuff? No, Russian people, yes.
1: But if this is American people coming in to advertise their faith, uh, you have to have special visa Mm -hmm. for it. You have to have religious visa registered in a certain church. Then you can do it. Mm -hmm. But if you come in as a tourist and you just participating in a worship, uh, it's different. Mm -hmm. But you're not allowed to advertise your faith as a tourist.
0: Very different.
1: Yeah, but you can have your services in the hotel because it's part of your. It's part of your um, faith. Hmm. You know, people come from all over the world. They gotta have their service. You know their. Kind of like prayer rooms in uh, airports. Everybody goes there and prays. So mm-hmm. same thing, kind of. Hmm. You can do okay. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. You have a right.
0: So. Well, how about... Why don't we... Is there is there anything... Uh, any specific needs? I mean, I'm sure a missionary, you got tons of, is there anything we can do? We can pray for you and, and, and but is there any, how else can hear us here at Inland Lighthouse or any of our listeners out there, help uh, the trailers in, in Russia?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, certainly um, Inland Lighthouse and Rialto have been probably one of our great, greatest supporters, but for one of the single reasons, we kind of part of this church. Uh, Bishop Booker is our pastor, and uh he's um he's been helping like no other before <laughs> uh, so and I know he's extremely busy and we don't get to see or hear from him very much, but still we know he's praying for us every day we're in his prayers that's number one the prayer and number two of course financial support and it's been taking place and um Regularly, we are thankful to every church, and uh, they they've been faithful. Um, uh, this time, this trip, I know my husband has certain financial goals he has to reach. Um, he, I think he he said twenty five thousand dollars he wants to raise to raise a budget uh, because uh, our budget is kind of stays on the minimum what we can do so for us to go forward with the church building and it's going to take its extra expense you know when you're going forward it always takes extra mile so he tries to boost our budget so we're not so cramped Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and uh bound by our financial burdens um so we pray and hoping god's gonna propel that forward for for us Uh, but uh one more thing that I would like to focus is um, just small groups of people that have a burden for foreign missions that pray for Russia and could um, just get a small group like three, five people and just to come and visit. We have uh, one month visa, tourist visa uh, for American citizen to come and uh, there's there could be a lot done in one month. Um, Uh, Not just uh, being there praying and part of the worship and being enthused about God and Word of God and worship and kind of encourage us, our kids, and you know, going forward with that, but also we see that God leads um, our visitors towards souls as well. Um, Two years ago, we had three young people coming, one from uh, North Little Rock, uh, one from Michigan, and one from BB, um, uh, Arkansas. So, um, and three of them came together and stayed a month. <clears throat> and while we were <coughs> serving the Lord and <coughs> <Excuse me. coughs> um, going f- seeing the sights and getting to know Russian culture and language, <coughs> we, we met a young lady on the train. And she was just a smile toward us. So we swapped the phone numbers and she could speak English. You know, they swapped phone numbers and got connected. And uh, now today she's got her whole family uh, with us. And actually they're staying in our home today uh, just to make sure everything goes smooth while we're gone. Wow. And uh, they've been a great blessing and very sincere young couple. We have; They have little boy, three-year-old and uh, so it, it so even if you win one soul, if you even if you meet one person it it's it worth it, plus you get a great trip, you know, <laughs> yeah. I believe young people experience in Russia, we have so much uh, uh history uh, such a big uh blessing of just being in the middle of historic place and Opens uh, mentality, opens the mind of young people to see the world. It's it, it's going to benefit them in the, ro- in the long run. So it kind of goes the blessing goes both ways. And mm-hmm. so after the conference in uh, this year, um, our youngest daughter, Diana, received the Holy Ghost. So wow. uh, That's it, it was kind of like a reward mm-hmm. after everybody left the first service we had, she just came forward and she got it and got for that reward for us and for doing things and trying to um, stay faithful in what we're doing yeah
0: that's (laughs) great seeing your kids and all my grandkids uh, getting the Holy Ghost there's probably nothing better well, you know, Sister Traylor, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, end part one here of this uh, podcast. We want to thank you. Any fa- final words you want to say? <laughs> you probably talked more to right now than you have in a long time.
1: Well, I was just going to say that we'll have a Rialto and uh, we have a special spot for uh, young people here. We have a beautiful
0: will as well so well again we thank you for uh spending time with us today and danny why don't you go and close it out and uh we'll
2: end this
0: first part of the podcast
2: all right for those of you who uh would like to leave any comments questions or anything like that you can reach us at podcast at inlandlighthouse.com once again that's podcast at inlandlighthouse.com and we will see you guys on the next podcast